0: Welcome back to In Grace. We are in the Red River Gorge in Kentucky, and we're gonna show you some more amazing arches with Dr. Danny Faulkner.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV.
0: Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on our very special Friday and weekend edition of InGrace, we're gonna take you back to the beautiful, wild, Red River Gorge in Kentucky, and this is one of those places that I wasn't sure I'd ever visit myself. My dad, who has passed away, he's now with the Lord, he's from Kentucky, and so when I was growing up, I always liked the University of Kentucky Wildcat basketball team and always enjoyed going to Kentucky, and he had talked about the Red River Gorge and something called the Natural Bridge. And we never had a chance to actually go there and see it. And so when I got the opportunity, after I met Dr. Danny Faulkner, who is a Ph.D. astronomer with Answers in Genesis in northern Kentucky, he kept talking as we filmed the series on the universe, on space, on stars. He kept talking about this place that he loved to go and get away and and explore. He said, it's the Red River Gorge. And I said, I've heard about that. My dad used to tell me about it. And so he invited to show us around and show us his favorite arches. And so we went out and saw the big six. Six. And it was unbelievable when we started to see these natural rock formations all through this gorge. And we had so much fun because he's just a fun guy. As you'll hear today, uh, he's just a, an amazing guy. Now you say, how can we possibly broadcast a series about arches and and beauty on radio. Well, what you're going to hear is us describing it, and we try to describe it very well. You probably do want to see this one, and you can watch it on YouTube for free or uh, get the series from us here, and I'll tell you how to do that in just a second. But it was just fun being with Danny. He's the real deal. Brilliant PhD astronomer, scientist. Most scientists are rather boring. i just saying it like it is, but Danny was anything but boring. A lot of fun, just a gentleman, a real believer, and just the way that he conducted himself was wonderful. And so we had a great time just exploring and talking. We talked about other things while we were out there, things of Christ, things of the Lord. And so I think you'll feel that today as we uh, go through our second part in our Red River Gorge series today called Amazing Arches. And then next week and the week after, we're going to be going out west to show Danny The Arches of the West. You're going to really enjoy that as well. So, buckle up and get ready to go hear about amazing arches today. Uh, Let me also tell you, real quick, that In Grace would love for you to come with us on one of our adventures. We're going to be going to Israel this February. There might be a seat left if you want to check that out. We're going next year as well in February 2024. Go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And when you go with us on one of our Israel trips, you're going to have an incredible spiritual experience that will change your life. I'll be with you, my wife and I, others in our ministry, spending time with you, eating with you. And these are just wonderful opportunities to fellowship and get to know each other and see amazing things and have this spiritual experience. In Graceradio.com, click on travel and then click on one of our Israel trips. We're also going to Alaska this July on a creation cruise. We're going to be bringing majesty music to provide worship. We're going to be bringing a creation speaker, Bruce Malone, awesome guy, his wife, Robin, and I'll be speaking as well. Every evening, we have a room and we're going to gather together with all our In Grace friends from around the country. You're invited on that as well. InGraceRadio.com, click on travel, and then look at the Alaska cruise. So how do you get this amazing Arches video series? Well, I really think you're gonna to wanna to see what you're gonna to hear today and how to get it is make a gift of any amount to make sure InGrace continues to proclaim the gospel of Jesus on the airwaves and on streaming. And when you make a gift of any amount, we're gonna thank you by sending you this entire full four-part series, Amazing Arches. If your gift is $25 or more, we're gonna send you a second video series, a four-part video series that we did with Dr. Danny Faulkner. In his field, and that's astronomy, it's called Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. I'd love to hear from you today.
1: Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Since Danny keeps insisting that he's not a geological expert, let's
0: talk to one of his colleagues, an actual PhD geologist by the name of Dr. Andrew Snelling. So in our series of Amazing Arches, we really wanted to know, what is it that, first of all, forms the layers of sandstone, but also how is the the erosion of it happening or how did it happen to leave these beautiful arches? Uh, We're doing two out west, but we're also doing two in Kentucky at the Red River Gorge, and I think it's, Maybe a different sandstone. It is but, a different sandstone, but but very similar, I would guess.
2: Yeah, sand, sandstones vary, and it's because the the, the mineral grain the, the grains of sand are bound together by cement that was in the original water trapped between the grains, and so these layers around us. The, this is limestone, but it's got multiple layers in it. Many of these sandstones have multiple layers within the, the major layer. And they're often produced as a result of the, the means of water deposition en masse, bringing in the material that settles out into those layers as a result of the movement, fast movement of the water. Now that would have happened during the flood in both instances, we know that because of the fossils, the remains of the dead things that were buried by the flood. And then what happened after the flood waters peaked, there was the retreat of the flood waters that eroded into the rock layers that have been laid down by the flood, producing canyons, leaving ridges exposed that with subsequent further water would start to carve into those and eventually start to get proto arches form, as it were. We know it can't have been millions of years ago because many of these arches are disappearing before our very eyes. And this is all testimony to the biblical account of Earth history.
0: Okay, so we're going to a, one of the big six yes. arches. Why are you getting me up so early
3: in the morning though? Well, this thing has a good view towards the east through the arch. So sometimes the sun, sun shining through in the early morning's great Yeah. for that particular arch. But it is beautiful. Do you like mornings? You I like do, I'm a morning person. Yeah. I, I wake up really early and always have, and it's the best part of the day. Yeah? Yeah, it okay. really Well,
0: prove it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: I give you Star Gap Arch.
0: Star Gap. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah,
3: that's one of the, I think one of the the, the best gems over here.
0: Oh yeah, this is fantastic. So this one seems to have that cross bedding yep. throughout the whole thing, I don't and that th- makes it so beautiful.
3: And I don't, I don't think there's another arch that's anything close to the size that has so much cross bedding. A lot of them have small amounts, but not like this one.
0: Wow, well, this one is a big six, so where would you put this on your scale?
3: Uh well, it's a, it's a 5 on our 5 point scale. Right,
0: but on your, am I my
3: am my top 10, top 10 it's 2 or 3. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. better than some of the others that we've seen.
0: Yeah, it's big. Uh-huh. It's got really neat settings on oh, both sides with yeah. the with the drop offs and the other clips. Very
3: symmetrical. That's important too mm-hmm. for beauty.
0: So what brought you first to Stargap?
3: I'd seen it on mention, I'd seen it on some geological maps, but just kind of in a vague area. And I thought, well, if it's got a name on the map, it's probably got to be a good arch. I tried to get a friend of mine to bring me over here and he wasn't terribly interested. So uh, when we got the GPS coordinates, my hiking buddy and I came down here for the first time and I was stunned the first time I saw it. It It's just incredible. It's uh, one of the most beautiful arches over here, I believe. So it's one of my favorites.
0: And the way the sun's coming through as the sun's rising, it just lights it up. so so beautifully.
3: I've learned now that this is best enjoyed early in the morning. I was over here one time early in the morning and it was misty, you couldn't see the sun, but you had some rays coming through. But this morning's even better, especially when the clouds break up a little bit and you get the full sun coming through. During the afternoon, it's just not quite as impressive.
0: This is one of those places though, that would be pretty hard to find if you're the average tourist Yes. I didn't see any signage nope. as we c- came here. I would never have found it except best, for you. I,
3: I call this the best known of the little known arches because a lot of people, locals know where it is. You can sell the trail, it's a pretty good trail. Looks like an official trail, but once we left the gravel road, it was all unofficial trail. Do you feel like this
0: one um, fits the rock shelter formation theory?
3: Yeah, I, I talked before about how some of them, I think it's a single rock shelter that probably formed. This one, it's a ridge top arch like the others were or talked about so far. What impressed me about this is this side is curved a little bit, a little concavity here. You Go to the other side, it's also got a concavity. So I happen to think this is just kind of a ridge in between there pointing down. And I think this clearly would have been two rock shelters coming together at some point. Now, how rock shelters form, again, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And I don't know if anybody knows, because no one's actually observed it. They can hypothesize all they want, but rock shelters are interesting features. So this probably is two rock shelters that met, and I'm glad they did.
0: Do any uh, scriptures come to mind when you come to a place like this, and it's just so peaceful and beautiful, the sun just lighting this thing up?
3: One of the Psalms talks about hiding us in the cleft of the rock. One of the the Mm -hmm. songs we sing in church talks Mm -hmm. about the cleft of the rock, and uh, you can see it's pretty dry here. If you were seeking shelter in a time of storm, <laughs> this would be a fantastic place because it's big enough you could you could move if it's blowing in on one side, it's not gonna blow in on the other. So this would be a great place to seek shelter in the case of a storm.
0: And our God um, is the we'll Clefland pro- Rock for us. Will protect us and and shelter us. Now, that doesn't say there's not gonna be storms. That's right. Life is full of well, storms. If
3: If there weren't any storms, he could not be our shelter in the time of storm. So there will be storms, figuratively and literally. And uh, so it's important to have these refuges we can go to. And this is a physical refuge, but the Lord, of course, is a spiritual refuge for us. Arch of Triumph is also called Oxier Arch because it's located on a short, unofficial trail off the Oxier Ridge Loop Trail. It's a small ridgetop arch. Late in the day, sunlight streaming through the arch makes Arch of Triumph visible from the Oxier Ridge Trail on the other side of the valley. I feel triumphant. You should, because yeah. you're on the because Arch of Triumph. The Arch de Triumph? Art, no, it's not no. Art de Arch de Triumph. Oh. No, no, it's Arch no. of Triumph. Okay. So this
0: isn't on your big six list. It's no. probably not on your top 10 no, list. No, it's not.
3: You still love this little arch. Well, we were in the neighborhood. It's just 200 yards off the yeah. trail. It was easy to come to. And this is big enough that if you're in the area, it's worth coming to see. I take When I take people to see Stargap, I usually bring them here too.
0: Let's talk about triumph mm-hmm. and victory. Um, in the Christian life, the Bible talks about things like we are more than conquerors or we have the victory through Christ. So what does that mean to you when you're, because you're, you're a Christian, yep. you know, you're a scientist, but you're a Christian.
3: Well, we're having victory over sin in our lives, hopefully. We're having victory over um, tribulations and troubles that come. Uh, you know, those are not sins, but they're things we do have to deal with. Uh, we all have to deal with shortcomings in our life. I'm not gonna bare my soul here and tell you what I think those are. But those are things we have to pray about, things we have to work on. And by the grace of God, we can we can uh, make them better in our lives. And Christ gives us the strength to do that. So that's the, the triumph we have. And it's very appropriate to sit here at the Arch of Triumph and, and discuss these sort of things.
0: I think self-awareness or maybe even Holy Spirit awareness, saying, Lord, show me the areas of my life that I'm not pleasing you or I'm not accomplishing everything I could accomplish. So not, it's not
3: being Christ-like.
0: Right. It's overcoming sin, but it's more than that, too. It's just what what other areas of my life are are not pleasing to you or what can I do better and then allowing God and hopefully maybe some um, Christian brothers to help us with that you know absolutely it's hard to see our own problems
3: <laughs> it is it isn't listening to other Christians that tell us hey you need to work on this so I've had people a few times tell me that and sometimes it kind of kind of stings and it's a it's a little scary to tell people that because you have no idea how they're gonna take it they could get angry with you but if they're they really have the right approach, then they're gonna, as you come to them as a Christian brother and you're trying to help them, uh, then it can be a a good revealing experience for us and something we need to work on and get in to get that victory, get that triumph over a, a slight problem in our life. Having the highest vertical opening of any arch in Red River Gorge, Gray's Arch is the favorite of many people. Gray's Arch is an example of a buttress arch Meaning that the arch is on the end of a ridge, so that the arch has the appearance of a flying buttress. Another big six? Yes, uh, this is a favorite of many people. It's the tallest arch in Red River Gorge.
0: Okay, so tallest meaning highest, the highest, uh, highest above the opening. Highest opening. opening, okay.
3: It's not as long as Natural Bridge, but it is a few feet higher. Mm-hmm. It's uh, called Gray's Arch. The uh, other big arches we've seen have been what we call ridge top arches, you know, just a narrow part of a ridge. Mm-hmm. This one's called a buttress arch. It's a spur that comes out and then the ridge ends and it's a hole. So it's ah. called, it looks like a buttress. Okay. I, I really like buttress arches, usually the smaller ones. So this is, uh, I'll put this in my top 10, but it's not my favorite by far. Uh, it's not quite as pretty as the others, but it is big. You'll like it. All right. There's Gray's Arch. Is this at the top of your list yet?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's something just immense and grand about this Gray's Arch. How would you rate this? Uh, not on your rating scale, but in your favorite top ten?
3: Oh, it would be in my top five easily. Yeah. I, I once I get past number one, then then we haven't seen yet. Uh-huh. Then it gets difficult for me to, to to adjust these. But this would be in my top five easily. Yeah.
0: Well, this is this maybe the top a- four. And I like it too because there's room up here to kind of hang out, it's sandy. You got some boulders, you've got water. I've
3: always wanted to bring a down. group of people up here and have a church service sing yeah. some songs.
0: First Baptist Church of Grey's Arch. Uh, I, like it. Yeah, I like would work, it. I like work.
3: I would
0: it. Yeah. Okay, so we're at another big six Arch. Oh yeah, the, the big six. So this one is Sky Bridge. Sky Bridge. Tell me a little bit about what we're gonna go see. First, we're gonna go down below go, it.
3: Go under first. It's a gorgeous arch, and I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you see for yourself what okay. makes it so special. It is a beautiful arch.
0: So it sounds like this is one of your favorites.
3: Oh yeah, top five. Okay, okay. Easily, easily. Okay, let's go so see it's it. So a, it's a gorgeous one. Cool.
0: Oh, there it is.
3: Yep. I'll give wow. you a sky bridge.
0: That is so cool. So it's a double yep. arch.
3: And that's what makes it special to a lot of people. There are a lot of double arches, but none this big here.
1: You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out Ingrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. From the iconic delicate arch in Utah to the lesser-known arches in Arizona, Colorado, and Kentucky, this series showcases the stunning diversity of these natural wonders. But it's not just about the scenery. Amazing Arches also features Ph.D. astronomer Dr. Danny Faulkner and Ph.D. geologist Andrew Snelling, who provide fascinating insights into the geology and history of these iconic landmarks. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE or visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at ingrace, PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
3: Rock Bridge has always been my favorite arch. Why? Because Swift Camp Creek, a major tributary of Red River, flows directly under Rock Bridge, making it one of the few true bridges in Red River Gorge. Being far from the tops where most arches are found, Rock Bridge probably formed differently from other arches.
0: Okay, so this is the grand finale.
3: For me it is, not everybody agrees with me, but this is my favorite arch. Well, this is the
0: last of the Big Six. Yes. So, it's going to have to be the Grand Finale.
3: <laughs> well, for me it is. I fell in love with it in the summer of 1974.
0: We need to be playing some love music right
3: yeah, now. Yeah, we should be.
0: Yeah. And uh, when I fell in love with the arch in When 1974. I saw this
3: arch, I could not believe what I was seeing. It was so gorgeous. And I just thought this is incredible. And I've never gotten over it. And it's, you know, it's been almost 50 years.
0: So, what's this one called?
3: Rock Bridge. Rock Bridge. Yeah.
0: And what are some of the cool features that we're gonna enjoy?
3: It's a true bridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> and around the corner from it is uh, what they call Creation Falls. Huh. It's a little waterfall, it's uh, beautiful walls. And um, uh, so when, when I say Creation Falls though, I like to claim that for obvious reason. We believe in creation. Mm. So that's why I like, the, I like that waterfall. Yeah, okay, cool. So it's a beautiful place. You'll to take some good imaging down there, I think. All right, let's do it. There's Rock Bridge. And what really impresses me about it is the fact that it's a true bridge. There's a good-sized creek flowing under it.
0: So now we're on the other side of this beautiful bridge, the creek under it. You have an idea though of how this one might have been formed, which is different than what people think.
3: Yeah, again, they generally geologists think it's a waterfall, that the stream was coming down, it was dropping over the top, and eventually undercut with a vertical joint, and it rolled through and, and began to erode underneath. But what I've noticed is you've got a rock wall behind me, there's a rock wall behind you on this side of the creek, and that rock wall ends about maybe 100 yards that direction. There's a drainage coming this way, there's a drainage coming the other way, but if you walk back there, it is a U-shape. Mm. Now, how did it get to be like that? I don't think it's a separate drainage here and separate drainage to here. I think originally, whatever formed this, it wasn't the creek, it wasn't here yet, roared down here. There was a horseshoe at this place, diverting yeah. it. And as the water hit this, this, this wall here and diverted, but as it did, it brought boulders down, smashing into it. As the water continued to move like that around the horseshoe, it eventually broke through. Hmm. And when it did, it diverted the stream this direction, left the horseshoe high and dry. I think it explains what we see here very nicely
0: of the big six, uh, this one's your favorite.
3: Numero uno, this is number
0: one. And again, why is this one so special? It's a,
3: it's a true art bridge, it's called Rock Bridge, the other sky bridge, it's not a true bridge because it doesn't cost a stream. I think when it came down almost a half century ago, I looked at this and I I just couldn't believe what I was looking at, I Just my jaw hit the floor. This is just an incredible bridge, it's not the most symmetrical bridge around, I maybe mean, not the most beautiful, but it's a true bridge, and that just took my breath away. <laughs> and I declared my loyalty right then and I'm loyal to it. You're to a loyalist. Yeah, I'm a loyalist. So, so the other bridges are got, got a top, you know, in my mind, you know, top five, top 10, top 20, those. But this is number one on all my list. Not everybody agrees with me. It's not as big as some of the others, but that that is an added bonus with the creek underneath.
0: Well, this is a beautiful place, a beautiful spot. Uh, it's getting toward late afternoon. The breeze is coming through. It's not hot. It's not cold. So um, I tell people this is my favorite place in
3: my favorite place, so it's, <laughs> it's holy ground to me.
0: Yeah, and, and I think we can go end our discussion, at least in the Eastern Arches, over by a waterfall, which I can hear from here. Yeah. It's called Creation Falls. Yep. All right, so what if we go over there and kind of wrap things up? Sure. Okay. Yep. So Dr. Faulkner, I've really enjoyed the arches, uh, at least the first two here in Kentucky. Again, we're going to be going out to Utah and seeing the beautiful Western arches, which you've never been out there. I've never seen them. So that's going to be awesome.
3: But finishing out here in the East with the falls behind us? Creation Falls. They call it that because they think it's a new arch in the creation mode, but I reject that. I think this is just a waterfall. But I like the name. I claim it because we believe in creation and we think a place like this proclaims creation.
0: Now, we should start at creation. Absolutely. You know, you work for a ministry called Answers in Genesis, and that's the book, the first book of the Bible, and it's the book that tells us how we got here. Now, there are many people who are very smart that believe we are an accident, or we got here by random processes and chance. Why do you, and you're very smart too, why do
3: you accept creation? Well, I think that the Bible teaches that, so that's that's the first step. But I also, as a scientist, believe that uh, the idea that we came through natural processes is absurd. We're very complex systems, and complex systems do not arise spontaneously. You need a design, and you need a designer to make that design happen. I think uh, if you look around the world, it's, it's pretty, pretty inescapable that there is a god.
0: I think almost anything you look at, now you're an astronomer, so you're looking at stars, planets, you know, the cosmos, um, even, you know, everything that you look at on this planet, a tree, a bug and the geology that we see, the the layers, the sedimentary layers, that also fits perfectly with a global catastrophe, a water catastrophe. That is really how this had to have all been laid out around the world. And that's in the Bible too. Yes. So it all goes back to Genesis. Yes. Creation, the flood, man's sin, unfortunately. So. If someone were to want to get to know the Creator in an intimate, a personal way, as a not just the Creator, but the Savior, how would they do that?
3: They need to turn to Scripture. That's God's direct revelation to man. And the Bible gives a story of redemption, tells us why we're sinners, why we die, all those kind of big questions. And the New Testament more fully explains that in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He came to this world, He was God, and yet man at the same time, and He laid down His life in atonement for us and rose again from the dead. That is God's plan of salvation from you and me and everyone else.
0: So listen, we have an invitation for you uh, from Red River Gorge in Kentucky, and it's not from us, it's really from God, is to put your trust in Jesus. He is the Son of God. He died on the cross for your sins. He rose again the third day. He's alive and He wants to save you. He wants to redeem you from the fallen state of sin and rebellion. And my friends, What a better place, beautiful waterfall, creation falls for you to know for sure that you're on your way to heaven, for you to be redeemed by your
1: creator. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope. Gain purpose and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at In Grace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.